Bye, guys. Have fun. Have a good time. Be nice to the helpers. Hey, it occurred to me as we were singing that song that our faith is the only one in the world where we serve a king who was dead and who is alive and who doesn't demand that we do a certain number of things in order to be received by him, but he's the one who lays himself down for us so that we can have a relationship with him. There, there aren't other faiths that have that kind of a creed. There just aren't. And there are churches all around the world that would be um, labeled as Christian churches, and they have a lot of differences. But the one thing that they all have in common, and not all the differences are good, I'm not saying that you know, they're, they're all good, but there's one thing that all the Christian churches have in common, is if they're a Christian church, they believe in the resurrection of Jesus, this one who died but who raised again and was raised to life. This one who uh, allows us to say, oh death, where is your sting? Oh grave, where is your power? There is no sting to death. There is no power in the grave. It is true and it's, it's a wonderful thing that we have as believers. Now, this morning I wanna talk for just a little bit uh, and then about quarter after the hour, I'm gonna let you loose to go around to the tables and to talk to uh, ministry leaders and to maybe sample some candy or two here or there at the different tables. You'll have to uh, just start over here or start over there and just go around and feel free to get information, have conversations, or just visit amongst yourselves. You're really good at doing that. This morning, this message is short and it's titled, Who God Created Me To Be. And it begins with a story of this car that was purchased back in 1976. It was a, a Datsun 280Z. For those of you who know anything about that, you can see the sticker on the car. It says October 31, 1976. That would be 46 years ago tomorrow. That's when this was, uh, I would imagine that's when this sticker, oh yeah, it says this sticker, void after. So it was actually before that. And the guy drove it home. You can see on the odometer, the reading is 350 miles. And he put it in his garage, and he noticed there was a ding on the front uh, bumper. And he didn't like that, so he called the dealership. They said, you know, well, take it to the shop. You can have he said, no, I want a different bumper. I want a new bumper. Send me a replacement bumper. So they agreed. They sent him the replacement bumper. And in the meantime... What happened, you could just sit on the next slide for a minute. It ended up in his garage a little longer than he thought because as he looked at it, he thought, well, I don't really want an AM FM radio. I would like a cassette player with my AM FM radio. You know, that was high society back then. And so he took the radio out, then he had to pull the center column out, and then he decided, well, I, I want to change this and that and to switch out some accessories. So he took some things apart on the car, and then he ran into some money problems. And the car sat for 44 years with 350 original miles on it. Once he drove it onto his property, he never drove it off of his property he never burned his, probably his first tank of gas because back then it probably had a big enough tank to get him the 350 miles. He never drove it and it sat there 
And every year, he'd like, I got to do something with it. I got to do something with it. And after a while, after a couple decades, people were like, found out he had it. Oh, would you like to sell it? No, no, no. Well, 2020 came along, and he decided he would sell it. So he pulled it out. Go to the next slide. He pulled it out, and he got it out on on his lawn, and uh, it sold. And the next picture is of the guys that hooked up to it, and they brought it to their place. And you can see that it doesn't have the front bumper still. It's just kind of in the shape that it was when they pulled it out of the garage. It was covered with layers and layers of dust. So this guy, Stephen Walker, on the next slide, he brought it and put it into his shop. And in this video, he tells the story of this find. And he starts talking about the next picture. There's the the shop that it was in. He tells the story of all of the layers of stuff they had to take off of the paint job and all of the work that they had to do on the interior to get the leather to look anything close to original, and all of the stuff they had to do with the engine to to clean it out and to make sure before they fired it up for the first time that it would be ready. And the next picture is the finished product when they had it out on the lawn to take a picture of it. But go to the next slide. Here it is before, and it's just covered. And here it is. Oh, you can go ahead. There it is after. Look at that beauty. And look at that, look at that bumper. See, that's back when bumpers were made to bump. That's why they're called bumpers. If you bump today, you're in trouble. The styrofoam falls out from underneath. I couldn't believe the first time I was at an intersection and I saw somebody get hit and all of these big pieces of styrofoam fall out. I thought, what a piece of junk. Like, what are cars made of these days? Anyway, you, some of you remember when you had those, those tire rubber bumpers on the front of real, real steel. Um, it was awesome. So the next picture is uh, the back of the car, and he's got all kinds of accessories and pieces he took off the car, stuff he ordered, hadn't even taken it out of the boxes yet, and it was just all sitting in there, and then they cleaned it up. Oh, can't you feel your heart rate slowing when you look at that? Isn't that beautiful? That carpet's all nice and clean and the leather's all shiny. Let's just look at it for the next 13 minutes. (laughs) I love it. Okay, go to the next one. This is the inside of the car. You can see the, the grime on the outside of the windows. And then they did a number on it. Oh, that's something you want to get in and sit down in. Look at that. Beautiful. They had to, they had to pull on that center uh, shifter. They had to kind of pull that leather up and then tie it off with that special leather string. Uh, next, next picture. This is the before. And look at the shine. Another one. Before. And. After. And another angle. Oh. Beautiful. I got to catch up on my notes here with all these pictures. Just, just beautiful. So now you know where I'm going with this, right? Go to the next slide. Which one are you? Are you the, uh, are you the dust-covered one or are you the shiny one? Are you stuck in the barn or are you cruising the open road? right? Um, It was designed and manufactured 
to cruise the open road, but it was in the barn for 44 years. You were designed and created for a purpose. Have you been cruising or gathering dust? So we all want to say, when I would tell you, hey, God designed you for a purpose. God designed you to be valuable. God designed you and gifted you to have something to offer. And so many of us would be like, oh, no, 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 I, I'm just not. I just don't, I don't, don't have that much. And we think that we have nothing to offer. And oftentimes, the older somebody gets, without giving back, without serving, they begin to think, well, they really don't have anything to offer. But that's just biblically heretical. That's not what the Bible teaches at all. In fact, we also know it, uh, for instance, uh, Jared and Melanie Gerber. She has been great with child recently, and she is no longer great with child. She has a great child. She's got Caleb Edward Gerber, and it's this little boy. And you look at this little boy and you think, what has God created this boy to do? And especially as a parent, you have dreams for this little child. You think, what plans does God have for this child? Whose lives will be impacted by this little guy, Caleb Edward? I suggested the name Edsel Jeffrey. But they didn't go with that. But it was close, Caleb Edward. But we have no problem thinking, yeah, God created this little baby to become a man to accomplish something in this world. How come just because we're already in the world, we think, oh, no, no, we, don't, we just don't have, we don't have anything to offer back. Let me show you here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, earlier than the passage we looked at, in verse 4, it says this, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit. The same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. So you've got the Spirit, you've got the Lord referring to Jesus. Then verse 6 says, God works in different ways, but it's the same God, the Father, who does the work in all of us. So here you've got the Scriptures teaching us that it is the triune God, Spirit, Son, and Father who's involved in gifting us to serve him and to serve one another. And then the last line says this, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other, so we can help each other. God, we've been put on the planet and together in a body of believers so that we can help each other. And when we minimize our value to the church and to all the other believers, we deny the power of God in each other's lives because it's God's power that flows through me so that God's power can change you. We all say that, by the way. We can all look at each other and say, it's God's power who flows through me so that that same power can change you so that we can help each other. Now, to be more convincing, in 1 Peter chapter 4, it says that God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. There's all kinds of spiritual gifts. I don't believe they're all listed in the Scriptures. Use them well for what? To serve one another. To serve one another. See, it's not about how gifted you are, it's about the gift that God's given you for somebody else. 
So what if the person who has helped you the most, led you to Jesus, has helped you to grow in your faith, what if they decided, no, I'm just, I, I can't serve in the church. I'm just gonna stick, stay to myself, keep to myself. That wouldn't have worked out too well. You would have missed out. And others will miss out when we don't share our gift. Ephesians chapter four says this. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers, and their responsibility is to equip God's people, God's people to do his work. God's people to build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue and continue and continue and continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we'll no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We won't be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever that they sound like the truth. If we would minister to each other, we build each other up, we strengthen each other so that we're not given to just anything coming our way and changing us and leading us off track. Instead, verse 15 says, instead of that, we'll actually speak the truth in love to each other. It will be growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his, of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. That's interesting. All of us together as a body, he makes us fit together perfectly. And every one of you individually says, yeah, but I'm the, I'm the odd one out. We all think, I, I'm the mistake though, I don't fit. That's a lie. We all fit together perfectly. Claim that. And then it says this, as each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. That's the body of Christ. That's the church. And looking back over these passages, here are the four things that I highlighted so that we can help each other to serve one another, to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Now, having said that, where God gifts us and where we should be serving is not completely represented just by the things in this room, nor the few things that aren't at a table that we still do at this church. I think more ministry happens off the property than happens in here because God has gifted us to serve one another and to serve our community. And it happens not just on the property, but it happens all throughout the community. So it's not like, oh, you've got to get up from your chair if you're not involved in the ministry, and you've got to go and you've got to sign up somewhere and you've got to get involved, otherwise you're less than. That's not true at all. We only make ourselves less than when we refuse to impart what God's given to us into another person's life when our life intersects with theirs. I've yet to meet an over-encouraged person 
Nobody has ever said to me, oh, I, no more encouragement. I've, I've had, I'm, I'm, this, I'm up to here with encouragement. I can't take anymore. Nobody has ever said that. People are like dried sponges. You drop a few drops of encouragement on them and they just soak it right up. People are thirsty. They're parched. They're hungry for encouragement. And God has given you some giftedness where you're going to be able to encourage in your way and the way God has gifted you when you intersect with somebody else, when you encourage them and you build them up and you help them to grow, you help them along life's journey, that is ministry. That is being the body of Christ. Having said that, we do have a place here. We've got a place on a hill, a beautiful place for the community, for where people can come and they can be involved and kids can learn and grow and young people can build relationships and learn truth and solidify their understanding of the world. And we need people to staff a place like this. And we need a lot of volunteers. And so many of you volunteer. And today is a time when you can go around and you can check out the programs that we have, not the full extent of the ministry of our church, but these programs and you can talk to people, and if you'd like to get involved, that'd be great because some of these programs need more volunteers. And God has created us to fit together perfectly. And some of you will fit in some of these. But I want to challenge all of us that when we go out of here this morning and we go through our week, where is God using us in other people's lives? Mainly that's going to be where we work. Mainly that's going to be where we go to school. Mainly that's going to be where we live and in our neighborhood. Those are the places where we do ministry. And then we have opportunity to serve here in the building as well. So this last slide, which one are you? Which one are you? Are you the one stuck in the barn? Or are you ready to cruise the open road in that with those clean leather seats? I have a so now what at the bottom of the notes page and it says this, are you caked with dust in the garage or do you cruise the open road? Are you fulfilling your giftedness by serving the body of Christ, by just being you? Be who God made you to be for the good of his church and to build the kingdom of God. The person here who thinks the least of their, the importance of their meaning to the church, to the world, is worth just as much as the person who thinks they're the most gifted. We're, we all fit because God created the puzzle and he put all the pieces just as they should be. Let's pray together. Father, thank you. Thank you that you have created us and designed us to be the body and we each get to be a different part but we're all necessary and we're all needed and you've given us God a purpose, a purpose to build into each other's lives. And so many of us would stand here this morning, God, and say, uh, I have needs. I'm being forgotten. I'm being neglected. Um, I, there are needs that others aren't meeting. I don't have a purpose. I've, I have nothing to do. Uh, so many of us would feel that way. Lord, would you help us to believe your word this morning that others have needs that we can meet and that all we have to do is allow our lives to intersect with theirs and then share what you've given us. Share the giftedness that you've given us. 
God, I pray that as we go out from here this morning, we go into this week, you'd make us people who are using the gifts you've given us to make a difference in the lives of others. That we could love you through serving, that we could love others through serving. God, I thank you for the ministry leaders uh, who take so much responsibility at our church. I pray that you would bless them, that you provide them with plenty of volunteers, plenty of resources, plenty of encouragement. And we look to you, Lord, for all those things. We thank you and we praise you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to ask those of you who are part of these ministries, if you're not already at the table, you go first. Go ahead and uh, make your way there. And by the way, when, uh, when you do the chairs here, I think what we're going to do is we're just going to stack them in stacks of six and leave them right here kind of where they are because they're going to have to get moved. I don't remember why, but that's my memory. So uh, stack these in stacks of six, but don't put them against the wall. Just leave them in the middle here somewhere. Thank you. You're dismissed. Have a great week.